Release date September 9th, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to TBD Sportscast with your host, I'm Joey. And I'm Mason. Welcome to another episode of TBD College Football. We're super excited to talk about it this week with this episode entitled, It Surprised Me which is basically based off of a quote that I saw in one of my college football groups talking about some of these games this week. I felt like that pretty much just encapsulated all of week one football. We've got a lot to talk about today, and we're going to get through it as fast as possible, but while also being thorough, I promise. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, let's jump into the first time this season we can do this, TBD takeaways for week one. It was an exciting week, to say the least, um, especially just with a lot of games that we thought might be some trash actually turned out to be pretty interesting games. The first one, taking a look at, just kind of going down the rankings with number one, Alabama versus Utah State. No story there. They obviously coming off a quote-unquote, as Saban put it, rebuilding year. Uh, They look great with some transfers. Jermaine Burton scoring a couple touchdowns. Uh, Bryce Young looking really good. And obviously the defense stepping up and not allowing a single score or like any, any points on the board at all for Utah State. And jumping into the next one, so after this week, Georgia is ranked at number two. They jump up above Ohio State, and after Georgia completely decimated Oregon 49-3, to as a Georgia fan, I got to say, I'm pretty happy about that one, and I can pretty much just talk about that one for a second, just because that's, I mean, that's my school, right? That's, I love, I love Georgia. Everybody before this game was saying that Georgia was not going to be as good as last year's defense. We already said that, and that honestly had me a little worried. I felt like I may have bought into the Georgia's not going to be as good as last year hype, but we may have lost a lot of people, but we absolutely reloaded on the defense. Malachi Starks, five-star freshman, making a huge pick from Bo Nix in the game. All around, defense is looking good. Obviously, Oregon probably should not have been ranked as they dropped all the way out of the AP Top 25. Still, not not allowing a power five opponent to not score a single touchdown in a game is still pretty pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, Georgia definitely played very well, especially on offense. I mean, the offense was definitely even better than last season's, which seemed to be really good last season. Definitely one of the major parts of their championship run. Um, and, you know, the defense is yet to change, it seems like, if not get better, which honestly was not expected with the amount of people they lost to the draft. But so it was, it was pretty good to see. Unfortunate for Oregon to see as well, because, you know, Oregon did not look like a normal Oregon team. So, yeah, and, we'll see how the season turns out. And in the postgame coach handshake, we were told that Kirby Smart told his old defensive coordinator, who is now the head coach at Oregon, Dan Lanning, that you know the reason why we have so much talent on defense is because of him. He recruited these guys, and the reason we have them is because of them and not to get bogged down. I mean, he's facing his old team, the defense that literally was his not even a year ago. So, And, and that's true. But like you're saying, yeah, the offense, man, looks way better than last year. I've never seen Stetson Bennett so just poised and confident. He's obviously a playmaker. He said that you know, it, it it's a different feeling when all the when you go into camp and when you go into a season knowing that all the guys that you're leading are behind you, they're believing in you to get the job done, and it, it is showing in his playing and in his confidence. But I don't want to ramble on about Georgia for a long time. I'm super proud of the way they played, though, and I think that I think a playoff berth is definitely 
not out of the question for us. We did get jumped, bumped to number two over Ohio State, which we'll get to in a little bit, but we'll we'll see what happens. Next up, Ohio State versus Notre Dame, which is now we get here. Everybody in non-SEC land is kind of like, well, Ohio State didn't lose a game. Why did Georgia get bumped above them? going to talk about that a little bit, but first we're going to talk about this game, Ohio State versus Notre Dame, which is a huge defensive battle for the most part until late in the second half. You have Jackson Smith and Jigba get injured at the beginning of the game, only gets three yards, and <laughs> not much comes of that game except for a defensive battle. I think we went into the second half 10-7 to with Notre Dame leading it, and that actually gave me some hope, uh, but then they didn't score an entire any, any points at all in the second half. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a good game, but also not a good game. It was, it was weird to watch for sure. It definitely got better towards the end. Um, a definitely an earned win by Ohio State. Unfortunate loss by Notre Dame, um, but kind of expected in a sense. Um, you know, maturity shows a lot, especially in the late game. And Ohio State had a lot of that. Uh, and you saw that. Absolutely. And it's, it's pretty obvious too that Jim Knowles has taken the Ohio State defense which has been pretty bad the last couple of years and is starting to rebuild it holding and the thing is it's it's only week one and that's a big theme too this week is it's really hard to tell how good a team is after only one week of playing I remember Georgia finished playing Oregon and my dad was like man I want to play another ranked opponent like I want to beat somebody and it was like I, I kind of felt that because it was like you want to go on and you don't want to play a cupcake and you want to actually try to prove yourself but Either way, an earned win by Ohio State. And now we get into the talks of, well, how did Georgia and Ohio State both win their game and Georgia get ranked above Ohio State? And for me, I have a little bit of an SEC bias but I and, and a Georgia bias, obviously, so I hate to say that I agree with it, but I do. Like I said earlier, Georgia decimated a Power 5 opponent, not allowing them to get into the end zone once. Ohio State while missing Jackson Smith and Jigba, still had Travion Henderson and Williams in the running game and was barely able to get past Notre Dame. They didn't cover the spread. They did not win by two touchdowns. They won by two scores, but not two touchdowns. 11 points, 21 to 10, which for everybody on SportsCenter and a lot of college football analysts were saying that that Ohio State was going to win this game by three or four touchdowns. Like it wasn't even going to be a match. And in the first half, it was a huge defensive battle with Notre Dame going into the half leading. And Ohio State really had to come out and prove themselves. But right now, their offense is not looking like it was last year. And you have to remember, too, I mean, they lost Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, which is a huge loss for their offense. And not having Jackson Smith and Jigba also hurt them. But when it comes down to it, it's which win was more impressive. And some people are going to say that it's Ohio State beating Notre Dame. And some people are going to say that it's Georgia decimating Oregon. And... Like I said, though, it's only week one. So, I, Joey, what, what do you think about this? Ohio State didn't look as, you know, clean and precise as Georgia did against Oregon. But, you know, Notre Dame always seems to have that, you know, tougher competition in them compared to some other teams that may or may not be in the top 25 at the moment right now. Um, so, you know, I think both teams performed very well. I think, Like I said, it's, it's really hard to determine – who should be ranked over who right now. It's too early in the season, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And a lot of the guys on my college football groups were saying the same thing because there's some butthurt Ohio State fans that were like, well, why'd we get dropped? And then 
some of the ACC fans that I know even not liking that one. But like like you just said, it's only week one. The rankings don't even really matter yet. We got 11 weeks to go. So <laughs> moving on to our last game from last week, Clemson versus Georgia Tech. I'm going to let you take that one before I give my little my little spiel about it. But like, what did you see, man? It's your team. What do you think? The Clemson game went kind of expected a little bit. Um, you know, starting off, it was a little more conservative than what we – what any Clemson fan is used to, especially against a team like Georgia Tech, it's definitely not the hardest team on your schedule. Uh, so you kind of expect more of some risky plays, especially out the gate. But, you know, I feel like the offensive coordinators are still not very comfortable making those kind of risky big plays with DJ at quarterback. Uh, and they just wanted him to get comfortable at in the pocket. Um, and, you know, he did eventually, and it, it did take a while. But, you know, one thing I got to say is that defense um, kind of performed like Georgia's a little bit, where it was it was the same as last year, if not better. And that's saying a lot because it's one of the top defenses in the, in the league. Um, and it, it's good to at least have that, and hopefully the offense continues to get better. And if not, you know, you got Cade Klubnick, man. Which you know that kid came in and first drive in he he was throwing dimes and just bullet passes it was great, um, not the most fun game to watch but towards the end you know it it was a good time to be a Clemson fan. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of things in there that I agree with, and uh, these these are just my takes. So as a fan, I'm I don't hate Clemson. I dislike Clemson. There's definitely some instances where I pull for Clemson but as an analyst just looking at this if there's not some major changes made in the offense Clemson takes at least one regular season loss and possibly misses out on the playoffs I think that honestly and you may I don't know if you agree with this or not but I think they should bench DJ for Cade I think they should bench DJ ukulele for Cade Cade Klubnick came in, and, I mean, he looked like he was leading that offense, gelling with them, making plays, getting runs, like, got a touchdown. And in the first half, I really thought Georgia Tech had a good shot at winning the game. Now, there's still one by 41-10. to 10. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good margin, covered the spread. But Georgia Tech is not good. Their defense honestly looks pretty stout. Offense had some okay moments, but honestly, Georgia Tech, better than last year, but still not good. Like, And there was really a moment there in the first half where I really thought that Clemson was going to lose the first game of the season against Georgia Tech. And I'm sure, I remember you texting me during the game. I was like, dude, what's going on? And you were like, Clay, we, we need Cade. Like, we want Cade. And, and I think that's true. Now, DJ did make a crazy play where he was about to get sacked, flipped it back to Will Shipley, and was gone. And I was like... What just happened, bro? Like I that was that was just like football IQ like 180, bro. Like it was insane. So I mean I mean like I, I like like what do you think? I cause I think that they if they don't make a, a significant change, I'm seeing the same problems they struggled with against Georgia last year. Terrible O line, DJ not playing well. That's that's what I saw again in the first game. My observation of it was again conservative offensive play calls which is not normally what comes out of this call this football program normally it's a lot of you know take a big shot first see what where that defense is at um and then you know go by the script and this the script as in scripted plays 
and then feel the defense out then and then start just pushing, pushing, pushing. This offense seems a lot like, you know, it's just conservative plays, go by the script and just trying to work your way through it. I know they 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 had a change in system basically instead of, you know, just throwing the ball. Um, it's more of a running gun kind of offense, which isn't a problem. Um, but they kind of abandoned that too. Um, after a certain point, granted, Will Shipley still had a really good game, um, like you said. But, you know, I like the progression that DJ has taken uh, compared to last season. Um, I definitely would like to see more Cade Klubnik. Uh, I definitely think that it would benefit both quarterbacks to have kind of like a quarterback battle within the regular season, within a game, especially the next few games, uh, since they are even easier than Georgia Tech. But I think that the whole idea of it is that they want to give Cade some time to really learn the system and mature a little bit more as a quarterback in his position um, and get him comfortable with it instead of just throwing him in as a freshman and getting beat up and possibly, you know, screwing his career. Well, we really need to move on, but I just want to ask one more question quickly before we move on. Gunshot to the head question, Kay Klebnik or DJ Ukulele, who takes Clemson back to the playoffs? Kay Klebnik. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's why that's why I said, man, like I really don't think that DJ is gonna be the one to do it. I, I just I think that they can have Cade sit behind him for a little bit, like you're saying, but he'll have to take over eventually. And I think when he does, it it, it may happen. But if they don't, I see I see kind of a Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams at Oklahoma situation where midseason DJ is about to have a, have Clemson lose a game, probably to Notre Dame. And they put Cade in, and he comes in and runs all over him. That that's that's what I see happening, something like that. But if things don't change the way I see it right now, Clemson will take a regular season loss. But moving on now, game of the week. Uh, I don't know that I'm really excited for this one because I think it's going to be kind of a beatdown. But uh, still excited to watch it. Number one, Alabama at unranked Texas at 12 o'clock p.m. Uh. I really don't know how to start this. What do you what do you think, Joey? <laughs> I genuinely think Texas should not be unranked. I I I like Texas. At least going into the season, I, I like Texas uh and how their offense is looking and how their defense is hopefully gonna look. Um so I mean I don't think it's gonna be a close game. I definitely think it's gonna be a good game. Um, but not a close one. I think Alabama, you know, definitely takes it away. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see what Texas does, what Texas shows, and hopefully they show a soon-to-be playoff contender. Yeah, so after watching Alabama week one and Texas week one, it was pretty obvious that Alabama fixed a lot of issues that they were facing last season, especially on defense, and it seems that Texas, as every year in the Big 12, does not have a defense. They still allowed Louisiana Monroe to score some touchdowns on them, which is uh, a little scary. (laughs) Uh, Obviously going to have some you're going to have, you know, some backups in and you're not going to you're going to let some stuff happen. And it's Texas. But Quinn Ewers made some really good plays and B. John Robinson did, too. And Xavier Worthy, uh, 
Quinn Ewers obviously using what he has available to him. And that's going to be really important in this game. Uh, I, I still, I'm picking Alabama on this one, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think it's going to be a pretty heavy offensive game with Alabama's defense stopping a lot of the Texas offense. Uh, my prediction for this game is 52 to 31. I, I, I think that it's going to be a high scoring game because Texas does not have a defense. So Alabama is going to score at will, but I think Texas's offense is good enough to where they can get past Alabama enough, but not enough to beat them and make an impact if that makes sense so i i I say like 52 to 31 i i like i like i like texas for this game and that that's really about it for the game of the week and now honestly we're just going to move straight into our big week two games just like last week we just we just like talking football and there's a lot of not great games but interesting games i'll say interesting these games are a little interesting this week man starting off early south carolina at number 16 arkansas at 12 p.m I don't really know what to think about this one. After watching South Carolina play Georgia State, Spencer Rattler throwing interceptions. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm a little worried for South Carolina. You never know. But South Carolina is that team, like, you can never just say, oh, South Carolina's bad. I mean, we all know what happened in 2019 when Georgia played South Carolina at Georgia, and we lost in overtime by a field goal, and that sucked. But we know it can happen. South Carolina is that one team that everybody in the SEC underestimates and they should have overestimated. Like South Carolina, it has the opportunity, but uh I'm I'll I'll pick first this time. I'll pick first. I'm I'm gonna say Arkansas. Arkansas pretty put up a pretty good fight this weekend up against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is still coming off, you know, losing some big guys like we said last week, Desmond Ritter and uh, I mean, at quarterback, which is, I mean, probably the biggest loss of all, but also losing Sauce Gardner on the defense, the, their star cornerback, that that was a big problem for them. Uh, the biggest problem I see for Arkansas right now is 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 the lack of defense, but I, I think it's going to be not a highly contested game. I don't think South Carolina's offense is as high-powered as it should be, especially with Austin Stogner and Spencer Rattler transferring in. Like I think I still think the carry-on Joyner should get a shot. At quarterback, and I'm gonna say that every year that he's at South Carolina, because the kid can play, he never gets a shot. He's, I think he's the best option, and they continue to bench him. So whatever, but I, I, I pick an Arkansas for this one. I'm never gonna go along with the hype of South Carolina. I'm never gonna agree with it. I'm never gonna see it. And I don't think South Carolina has a chance. I think Arkansas wins this. Um, I mean, there's really no good. There's no reason to. To, to to defend it either it's just like Arkansas played a really good team last week even though they lost a good bit of people Cincinnati and you know Arkansas showed how good they were last season they're gonna be just as good this season and South Carolina they're probably better than last season but dude like it was Georgia State Georgia State so, I got Arkansas, man. Yeah, and just so y'all know, Georgia State was leading at one point in this game, fourteen to twelve. Uh, South Carolina brought it in the second half, <laughs> but I was expecting South Carolina to win this by like twelve touchdowns. So, because <laughs> Georgia State, don't get me wrong, Georgia State's good. I mean, I mean, they really are a good team in the Sun Belt, but 
uh, well, I don't actually, I don't know if they're in Sunbelt, one of those conferences down there. Anyway, <laughs> um, moving on to our next game. And this is actually one that let me, let me tell you as an SC fan, SEC fan, I, I'm, I'm a little excited about this game. I'm a little excited. It's number 23 wake forest at Vanderbilt at 12 PM. I just want y'all to know that right now Vanderbilt is ranked number one in the East because they're the only team that's two and oh. We're living in a time where Vandy is ranked in first in the East. I mean, it's only because they played a week zero game and they're the only team that's played two games, but they're two and oh. That's crazy. They've only played Hawaii and Elon, and Elon scored a lot of points on them, so obviously a defensive match there. But I think this game is still going to be interesting because Wake Forest doesn't have Sam Hartman. Uh, but I think I think Wake Forest is definitely on upset alert. I and which is weird saying that about Vandy, but it it could happen. What do you What do you think? I don't think so. And also, real quick, uh, kind of news about Hartman. He's he's expected to come back within this season. Good. Um, Good. I'm glad for him. Awesome to hear. We yeah. like him. Absolutely. No, I, I think Wake Forest is is still a good team with or without Hartman. And you know, I good for Vandy for winning two games, but uh, I don't think it's going to be three. <laughs> I can't yeah. see it. And, and, I, and I gotta agree with you there. I mean, I definitely think that Wake Forest is a good team, and so that's why I'm definitely going with Vanderbilt for the upset this week. Uh, dude, my we're tied for a bad record anyway, bro. We we get we came out of week one with a fifty seven percent win win title, bro. I'm picking Vandy for the upset. It's in Nashville. I think fans might actually show up now that they're doing okay. Clark Leia turning the program around. Probably gonna lose to Wake Forest. Oh well, Vandy, please go three and zero. I think it would be awesome. Uh, but probably not gonna happen. Anyway, I th- I think it'll be a good game no matter what. Like I don't I don't I don't think Vandy's gonna win. I'm picking Vandy. I'm picking Vandy to win this for the upset. But I think it's still gonna be a good game no matter what. And moving on to another great game, and this is one I think <laughs> this was gonna be good. This is unranked App State at number six, Texas A and M. This one, this one's crazy because App State just put up 60 points on North Carolina last week. Uh, it was kind of an insane game. I mean, App State didn't come away with it because they tried to go for it all and go for two and couldn't get it because they, they no either way. Oops, <laughs> like bad special teams weekend for for App State. Anyway, this is going to be an intense one. I, I I'm actually seeing how this plays out because Texas A&M. After like a five-hour rain delay at halftime, <laughs> like literally, I have De- I had Devin A. Chan on my fantasy, and I was like, why did this guy just like stop getting points for like four hours? And then I was like, oh, that's why. Didn't even realize it. But, I mean, they, they struggled against Sam Houston. Still won 31-0, but struggled to get going on the offense. And I think that that's where App State actually may have a chance in this one. But I'm not chancing it. I'm picking Texas A&M to win this. I I, I think the I think the Texas A&M. I mean, they beat Alabama last year. Reloaded. I, I I think that Texas A&M will probably win this by two touchdowns. One of the greatest upsets in college football history. Michigan. I remember this game. Versus App State. Oh yeah, the blocked field goal with three seconds left. One of the rare occurrences, just a few seasons ago. Not only Coastal Carolina, but who else? App State were ranked in the top 25. This is absolutely going to be the dumbest pick I've ever made. (laughs) But 
App State scored 40, what was it, 40 points within one quarter yep. against UNC to almost come back and beat UNC. Yep. It was a hundred over 120 points total between the two teams. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm picking an upset against number six, Texas AM. I'm picking a I'm picking App State. Don't get me wrong. I I can see this happening. Like I I'm kind of kicking myself for picking Texas A&M, but I just I I just can't see App State winning this. I mean, it's definitely possible, but I just I think Texas A&M defense too good. I think Chase Bryce struggles a little bit. I think Texas A&M offense looks good. I'd love to see the upset. Don't get me wrong. Like I'd love to see App State win this game, but I I just don't know that it's possible. Ann Arbor was one of the hardest places to play when App State went in and completely rocked their world. That was also 20 years, wait, 15 years ago. Yeah, so. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It could, it could. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving on to the next game. This is one I'm not necessarily excited about, but it's a top It's a top 25 matchup, and it'll be cool. They're in their ranked close. Number 24, Tennessee, at number 17, Pitt, at 3.30 p.m., and after last week watching Pitt take on West Virginia, uh, I was kind of sad because I think West Virginia really could have won that game. And I think that the only reason they lost that game is because of the wide receivers on West Virginia because they dropped passes and had butterfingers all night when JT Daniels was putting it right in their hands. So, yeah, that that's my take on that game. I don't care if it's a bad take. That's just what I think. But, Joey, who wins this game, Tennessee or Pitt? Uh, I've never liked Tennessee. I've never understood the hype of Tennessee. So I, I'm I'm choosing Pitt because I I don't understand how Tennessee is always ranked. Well, Tennessee put up a pretty good fight, I'd say, against Ball State, uh, and, and by pretty good fight I mean a total decimation uh, against Ball State <laughs> this past week. But I, I'm going with Tennessee to win this. I think that I mean, yeah, I'm probably just pulling for the SEC team to win this, and that's 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 all fine and dandy. But I mean, Tennessee really does have some good players, and I think that they'll win, especially with Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman. I I see I see them coming out with a, with a high loaded offense. And don't get me wrong, Pitt's defense is really good, but I just don't. From what I saw in the West Virginia game, I don't know that Pitt's offense is going to be able to withstand the Tennessee defense. We'll see, though. And you know what? If you're right, you're right. And if I'm right, I'm right. And I hope that I'm right. But we'll see. <laughs> so a couple more games, kind of speeding through this. Getting on, We're getting done here. This is actually one I'm kind of excited about. Number 20, Kentucky at number 12, Florida in the Swamp at 7 p.m. Uh, hmm. Man, I, I guess I'll go with the SEC. This this After watching these two teams, especially, this is another game. Both of these teams do not have defenses. Florida let Utah run all over them. Like their defense looked good, but not not great. And then Kentucky, man, I mean, they let the they let the team that they played score. I don't even know how many points, but it was like a nobody team, and they let them they let them score like I think two touchdowns on them. So it, it really comes down to like which which offense do I feel is more high powered? I really want Kentucky to win, but I'm going with Florida to win this game. Anthony Richardson, man, he looked good. He looked good against Utah. And, and that, that's coming from a Georgia fan, and I hate saying that because he did not play well last year, but he obviously did the work this offseason, and he looks good. So I, I say Florida wins it by a touchdown. Dang, I thought we were about to go four straight with disagreeing on who was going to win. But, yeah, I got to I gotta go Florida. Unfortunately, I, I, don't, I don't see Kentucky being a ranked team by the end of this season. 
Um, I can see Florida, but I can't see Kentucky. I, I got to go Florida. And see, that's the Georgia in me wanting Kentucky to win because I hate Florida. I mean, that's just how it is. But from an analyst, from an analytic standpoint, the Kentucky Wildcats just no defense, and the FPI has Florida by fifty two percent, which I think is pretty fair. I mean, this will be a very highly offensive game, and it's going to come down to which defense can play better, and it's going to be the Florida defense, and Anthony Rich is going to be all over them. So that that's just what I think. And ladies and gentlemen, we finally made it to our last game of the week. Number nine, Baylor at 21, BYU at 10.15 p.m. Late game because it's out on the West Coast. But I went first last time, so you got to go first this time. Who do you think? You know, BYU is good at making those upsets uh, in years past. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, Baylor's got a good team. They've got a solid team. Uh, They proved it last season. And, you know, not much has changed since last season. It, it, It is a tough call if we're looking at, years past but i, I gotta choose baylor here yeah i'm right there with you i'm choosing baylor i just think that they're the better team byu I mean, you're right they can pull off the upset here and there and it's at byu and and the byu crowd they come out like like they're not they're not you know texas a&m the 12th man but they show up for, for byu and baylor man baylor's just good baylor's just a really good team and like you said, defense is loaded. Probably the number one defense in the Big 12, uh, if not Iowa State. But I, it's definitely Baylor in the Big 12. And I, I just think that Baylor will definitely take this one for sure. There's there's no doubt in my mind. But week two in college football is coming. We're excited about it. Like my, like my dad said, I'm ready to see my team play more ranked teams and prove themselves, which is probably not going to happen because we're in the SEC East. Oops. <laughs> but... You know, I'm just excited for college football, and like we said last week, it's just great to have football back, man. It's been it's been it's been fun, and it's going to be a fun season for sure. For sure, but always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Know that John three sixteen says that for God so loved the world, He sent His only Son to die for us, that whoever shall believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And that's for all of us. We're sinners in need of saving. That's me. That's Joey, and that's you. And if you don't have Christ save you promise you you need it if you have any questions about that you can always reach out to us you know how to reach us instagram dm facebook messenger you can leave a comment on this youtube video go right on ahead we'll always get back with you we'll always talk to you we'll pray for you anything that you need help with if you just need an ear to listen or some encouragement bible verses anything we got you we're here for you so we love you we're praying for you and uh yeah come back next week and join us at friday on friday at 12 o'clock for some talk college football pod about week three but yeah week two is coming we're excited about it so we'll see you guys next week bye-bye later